Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Brain Food Show. It's the show that you all wait for, that you all love, that you all enjoy and leave reviews. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that at 1,000 reviews, we're giving away a $1,000 Amazon gift card. Absolutely nothing to do with that. You guys leave reviews out of the goodness of your own hearts. And it doesn't matter if you're leaving a review on the iTunes America store, because I know you're not all Americans. What do you think it's American? 70%? 60%? Yeah, probably. Do we know? It's about no. that. It's about that on YouTube. So I figure it's got to be about the same. Yeah. Leave a review wherever you go. Uh, listen to your podcasts. We'd appreciate it. And we'll pull the reviews from all the big ones and we'll give away that gift card. What fun. And don't think that if you're in Britain and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to get a thousand pound Amazon gift card. You're not. You're going to get like $970 or whatever the equivalent is these days. How are you? Sorry. Welcome. Nice to have you with me, David. It's not just my show. <laughs> Doing well. And yourself? Corona free. Nice. So, um, um, are we starting with a quick fact or what? Because I yeah, know what people are most excited about. The Skillshare like, that's going to come in about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's not exactly like quick. But it is interesting because there's Easter, you know, coming up ish. I don't even, I don't know when, but at some point. I can't wait. Soon. It's my favorite holiday. Yeah. No, it's not. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Easter tie-in. So where the difference? So this is again uh, for people who uh, I don't know. It's going to be in the title, so never mind. Difference between part two. So this one, the difference between like the B C E and B C and all that, and more we like get a lot of for that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, oh, you use B C E. It, it doesn't such matter. A social justice warrior. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter which one you use, you're going to get a lot. And so sometimes, if I don't know if you've noticed, sometimes I'll use both. Like, I'll just mix it up randomly, like one time I'll say in yeah, the same good. piece, and just to see what people, because then you get both sides complaining. Um, <laughs> and just, um, but yeah. Who cares? So, it doesn't matter. Yeah, every, it's, again, as we'll get, this is going to be a recurring theme of this episode, is just that it doesn't matter. If people know what you're talking about, right? That's, that's, that's kind of the point of communication and language. And yeah. so, in any event, we're going to get lots of comments on that. Um, so BCE versus BC, of course, uh, BCE before common era and BC before Christ. So I think everybody kind of knows that, but we're going to get into more. What, what, how did these two things come about in the first place? And so that's where we're going to start. And then later we're going to go into, um, the difference between like a lot of British and, uh, American things like, uh, particularly language, cause it's kind of a language themed episode, but probably I'm sure we'll get in tangents of like other differences as well along the way. Um, so BCE before Common Era, BC before Christ, obviously, so they mean the same thing, just previous to the year 1 CE, Common Era, or AD 1. And this one, Anno Domini is how I would say that. How would you say that? Yeah, same. Yeah, or Anno, maybe. Uh, Domini. I'm to look it up. I've got my iPad in front of us. Oh, I, can, uh... I have looked it up. I spent like, before we got, I spent like an hour oh, wait. looking okay. this up. Just start because there's every there's so many different things. And so then I got then the rabbit hole of actually I found this professor of Latin and he was giving like Latin tutorials I was watching. Oh, there's two options apparently. Yeah. So this professor of Latin I'm watching and he kind of like I would almost say it was more like Domini, uh, hmm. but he didn't quite get into the by by because the I doesn't have the accent over it. So it'd be like Domini, but um, at the same time or or Domini. Uh, but I'm going to go with Domini because that's how I say it and that's how a lot of people say it. And so, uh, in any way... Latin's a dead language. It's as dead as dead can be. It killed off all the Romans and now it's killing me. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, what I remember from Latin class at school. <laughs> yeah. I actually took like almost a year of Latin in, in college and I don't uh, really, in really remember. In college? I took like in 
back in the day, back in the day. Yeah, no, I took it. Yeah, I took a ton of classes. I spent 10 years <laughs> at college. Uh, mostly. Yeah, I, I know that's that's a long time. Yeah, it's, um, it's why you've got three doctorates. Yeah, no, it's no. why they almost it's why they almost kicked me out of like they almost just said you're going to graduate with general studies unless you pick something because I had like 250 credits or something at that point. So then I mm-hmm. picked something and then I got a master's just to stick around longer. Um, oh. So yeah, you're in fact still there. <laughs> yeah. I was still in the same town, but no. Night but then school. I ju- then I jumped right into that into this job of learning things. So anyways, uh, eighty one like Van Wilder of. of- <laughs> Uh, making money learning stuff, which is fun. Anyways, the latter, the annual domini means in the year of our Lord. So where did this dating system come from? So the first of these was the annual domini system. So prior to the 6th century AD, most Christians would actually use uh, annual mundi, which is the year of the world, which I think that would be great. I wish we kind of went with that, because then it would be like the year 6,000 or something based on these calendars, of course, like the Jewish calendar and stuff at that point. That just seems cooler. I don't know, than 2,000. Feel yeah, like living yeah. in the future. Yeah, right. That's what it would seem like. But I'd be disappointed anyways. though. Still, probably wouldn't have hoverboards. No, it would be just the same, but sound cooler. Oh yeah, um, of course it would. <laughs> yeah, it would sound like like society's like I don't know older than it. I mean, it's the same either way, but it sounds cooler. Anyways, so either that or they relied on the Roman dating system, um, which either sort of marked it by um, Romulus and Remus, supposedly when they founded Rome, seven fifty three B C, or uh, relying on the dating system at that point. Uh, at this point in the 6th century, uh, AD, uh, was the uh, the Roman emperor Diocletian, which, uh, so he based his on the accession of himself um, to power. And so that's what that one, and this was a super common one at the time. But most Christians were not super fond of Diocletian because he, you know, killed them and like brutally persecuted them through most um, of his reign. Yeah. So they weren't like not, you wouldn't love him. Yeah. You wouldn't, him. you wouldn't love yeah. like doing dates Christian. by him. And so, yeah, so it, in the first place, like, why did he start persecuting them in the, he, apparently, supposedly, Apollo of fun. Didima? <laughs> yeah, fun fact, yeah, uh, Apollo of Didima, he did, uh, he supposedly received, like, from the oracle there, basically he needed to get rid of the Christians because the gods were super angry with them, you know, the Roman gods. And so he first just started trying to, like, ban Christianity. And so you couldn't, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, you couldn't be a part of the military, you couldn't be in the ruling body or anything like that. And so then he thought that would be cool. And that didn't work out, so then it sort of ex- escalated from there where he started, you know... What sort of punishment is that? Oh no, I can't be in the military. Yeah, exactly. I guess and so I won't have to go and die. <laughs> yeah, and so then he just sort of tried to get, uh, you know, just worship the Roman gods too, and then we're all good, and then they'll be happy, but Christians were kind of refusing, as you might expect. And so then he started taking their property, destroying their homes, burning their, uh, their texts and all that. And then when that didn't work, he started arresting and having them tortured, and uh, particularly with their leaders and stuff, and that didn't work. And then uh, when and then that didn't work, they started just you know having them killed like in mass and like tossing them in their arenas to be you know eaten by animals for the amusement of the masses and all that sort of business. Yeah, at some point, I'd be like, yeah, sure, Jupiter sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> or like whoever, yeah. whoever they, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, oh, sure, I'll worship whoever you tell me to. Yeah, he doesn't need to I know, but it. yeah. People that people don't like to be told what to do. I think in in mass. So Dude, either way, when they're like when they're like, we'll throw you to the lions, or <laughs> do what I say. Yeah, and I'm like, pieces. okay, yeah, that's cool. Zeus, look, I mean, awesome. when someone takes my stuff, that's when. <laughs> if they ask me to aggressively, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> and that's when I'd that's when I'd cower out of it. <laughs> I don't know this. You talk to me sternly. Yeah. Um. So. By AD 311, though, by imperial degree, the Great Persecution ended, and a little bit later, a few years later, Constantine the Great 
in a great shift, he became a Christian. And so when he was reigning, then Christian became the dominant religion in the Roman Empire. So that's like a short span from like throwing him to the animals. And then, you know, now now it's like we're all Christian. Do we know but why it, he changed? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read into that. I assume he realized you there know. was one true Lord. <laughs> yeah. And it Basically. wasn't Jupiter. Yeah. So this brings us. So what does this have to do with Easter? So the first council of Nikai. I think it's Nicaea, but I'm not sure. Nicaea. Yes, I believe that's right. That sounds right. So that was 8325. God. Yeah. How did you know that one? Did you just like. I'm sure. I, it's one of those ones. <laughs> that I, I don't know. On my biographics channel, we've covered like literally every Roman because everyone loves Romans. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, carry on. I'm, I'm just going to look it up. And then the weird robot man from the computer will shout it at us. All right. So, yeah. So at they. Some point. They determined or, or sort of figured out when Easter should occur. Um, and so the uh, basically on the Sunday following the first full moon after the spring equinox, just to make it as complicated as possible. Um, so they needed to, of course, forecast when these would be each year because it's going to be a little different every year. So they would create these Easter tables. So in AD 525, there was a monk by the name of Dionysius Exigus of Scythia Minor who was working on Nailed his it. tables to determine when the Easter fell. And he decided, of course, because Christians hated Diocletian, he decided we're gonna we're gonna get rid of the references to Diocletian. And in this case, he set his first table, his table's first year that he had come up with. And again, this is projecting in the future, not like that specific year, as Anno Domini five thirty two. And in it, he explicitly states this was referring to the year directly following the last year of the old Diocletian based mm -hmm. table, Anno Diocletiani two forty seven. So if you do the math on this, that ends up being so that he figured. Yeah, so that basically that just means at the point that he made this table he f and this new system, he figured out it was about 525 years since Jesus was born. So that's kind of, a, that was the, the, the year one of this new system. So how did he come up with this, this figure? Nobody knows because he didn't write it down. He just, you know, came up with it. But uh, more modern biblical scholars and whatnot think he wasn't that far off. Like the, it's general of 6 to 4 BC or so was when most scholars today would say, uh, biblical scholars would say that Christ was born. So whatever the case, he came up with this year and the Anno Domini system, sometimes called the uh, Dionysian era after him or the Christian era. And it didn't catch on with the masses at first, but the clergy in Italy did pick it up um, pretty good and use it. They were using his Easter tables and whatnot. And so it did kind of slowly spread from there. Um, but most notably where it really kind of took off a little bit was in the 8th century with the English monk Bede, which people probably better known as the Venerable Bede. Um, so he used this dating system in his um, ecclesiastical... Did, just, did we just add Venerable to his name like later? I, I assume so. Wow. It's yeah. cool. I want to be known like in a hundred years as the Venerable Simon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so he and his... Like, that I can you never know. You're in a lot of channels. You'll be like... You know. That's true. <laughs> uh, just keep it up. As keep great as that English monk in the 8th century. Keep expanding. Um, so, um, ecclesiastical history of the English people, written around eighty-seven thirty-one. He used it, and this is uh, this kind of popularized that. And he also popularizes in this one the concept of BC, but not. He didn't actually use like BC in his thing. He just set. He basically, if you've ever noticed, there was there's no zero. It's AD one, and then BC one. There's no zero year here, and the, and he was the one who first kind of did this so they ignored any potential zero year and i assume that's probably like i didn't look it up but i would guess i know the zero of course in like um in some places it was around at this point but i don't think in like western europe the zero was popular yet i think it was like the muslims introduced it to spain oh wait the, the whole concept of having a zero altogether 
Yeah, like they had a concept oh. of nothing, but not the number zero. Uh, and so like in math and stuff. And so I don't know when, when did, do you know when the Muslims like invaded Spain and then was that around? Yeah, absolutely. It was in <laughs> No, I do. Okay. I know that's when, that's when the zero started to, you know, gain steam in, in Western Europe. So whenever that happened. So maybe I assume that's probably why they didn't have a zero here. Like that would just make sense. It's got to be a good invention, right? Some guy's like, guess what, guess what, guys? I've come up with a yeah. symbol for nothing. It's pretty yeah. handy. <laughs> In any event, so this, um, he mentions in there, uh, so he didn't, as I said, he didn't use the abbreviation BC, but he did have a Latin ante incarnationis domicae tempus, which means mm. before the time of the Lord's incarnation. And so he used that uh, as, as sort of uh, the backdating method. And so um, this kind of caught on, that, that, but not the abbreviation caught on initially. And so it wouldn't actually be until the late, or yeah, the late 17th century that before Christ would, would become a thing. And it wouldn't actually be until the 19th century that it would be abbreviated. So it's actually kind of recent. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. In any event, going back to the 8th century and the Anio Domini. This is the longest quick facts I've ever heard, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not too quick. You weren't I, kidding. I, no, I kind of, I thought it was super interesting. It was used under uh, Emperor Charlemagne, uh, used it in the 8th century. And then in the 11th century, uh, it was adopted. So you want to know something fun about Emperor, Char how, how do you say it? Charlemagne. Yeah. You know, the pr correct pronunciation on that is Charmaine, but everyone thinks it's Charlemagne. And so I did a video. We did a video, a biographics video, and everyone's like, yeah. ah, who's Charmaine? And I'm like, oh, that's the correct way of saying it. Um, just because there's a famous radio DJ who calls himself Charlemagne the God doesn't mean that's the correct pronunciation of the, mm -hmm. uh, the historical figure. Yeah. People yeah. were not happy about this. I mean, I was like, oh, God, have I screwed it up again? Because I did do an entire video pronouncing Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci. Yeah. And that yeah. was, I was like, no, it's Da Vinci. And I looked it up and I was like, mm, it's definitely not. My bad. Yeah, but another it is one you used, used to do in the very earliest when you were uh, narrating the podcast for the, um, the before we did YouTube, uh, you used to do, instead of saying touted, you used to say tooted, which has a different uh, connotation. Yeah, no, that was another one. Um, another yeah, was one was the, one. the Nobel Prize rather than the Nobel Prize yeah. Yeah. Um, was another. You just, uh, it's like, yeah, that, of course that's how you say it. Yeah, so if you want to be French, Charlemagne, yeah, but English, yeah. Charlemagne, anyway. So, 11th century, the Roman Catholic Church officially adopted uh, this, this, this system. So now, moving on to CE or BCE. The seeds of this actually started in the 17th century, but not as like CE and BCE. Actually, it was initially the vulgar era, which vulgar now, of course, has a different definition than it did back then. But back then, it just meant ordinary or common. So it was kind of the CE common era, right? But in, you mm -hmm. would just say, you know, the Latin vulgaris. Um, so just sort of of or belonging to the common people was what they were going for there. And the first documented instance of this was, the, was, in, the, it was in Latin vulgaris erae. Uh, it was used uh, interchangeably with anno, anno domini in uh, Latin works, such as the famous scientist Johannes Kepler was one of the first, 1615, 1616, and 1617. He, had, he used this um, in various works of his. And then the, uh, from there, just the English translation of uh, Kepler's work, uh, 1615 work in 1635 used it, um, again, using the vulgar. And later, of course, vulgar came to mean like coarse or unrefined, that sort of thing. And so that started fading away. And um, around the 20th century, when that definition really became popular, then everyone stopped saying the vulgar era and just went with the common era instead. And that one was the first documented instance was, I believe, or was it in the history of the works of the learned, 1708. And then also David Gregory's The Elements of Astronomy in 1715. Mm -hmm. And then moving on from there, we have, oh, we also have the another CE. There was the Erae Christianae, 
And then that just translates to the Christian era, was also another CE. It was around the 17th century used. And then, yeah, it wasn't until 1831 that the actual abbreviation, the shortened CE, instead of just saying common era, would be used. And then that actually picked up in popularity, as you might expect, for religious reasons. The Jewish people did not particularly care for the whole Christian era or type, type thing, so they, they um, kind of went with the before common era thing. And so the first documented instance of that that I could find was in the 1856 Rabbi Morris Jacob Raphael's Post-Biblical History of the Jews. However, there's lots of sources that point to it a little earlier um, in 1831. But nobody mentions in what. Everyone just says the first instance was in 1831, but no one says in what when I've, I looked it up and I couldn't find it. So I'm, I'm going with the 1856 Rabbi Morris Jacob Raphael's post-biblical history of the Jews. Um, so, <laughs> okay. so next time people will be like, oh, you're so modern. You just want to do it this politically correct way. I'll be like, no, nah, we're just doing it the Jewish way. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's quite old, you know? Um, yeah, way. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I still just like to mix it. Just I use both in the same article, and then just everyone gets upset with me. Or you, I guess, when you read it. Guess what? The good news is, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Shall we? Uh, is that the end of the quick facts? I say that it very is. loosely. <laughs> yeah, it is. Shall I do what everyone kind of... I think this is mostly what people tune in for. It is. Um, well, it's the reason they get to tune in, because, you know, that's why we're doing this episode. To, very true. You know, Wait, yeah. that's why we're doing this episode? To make money? She's yeah. well, not to bankrupt make... or what, David? Come on, come not on. Not to make money we do to this cover for joy, to cover our hosting bills. Oh no, it's <laughs> okay. I also do it for money. <laughs> but but we don't actually make money on this one. No, we don't. That's no. depressing. <laughs> okay, it's just we just sit down and have a chat for fun, basically. Oh, someday. Right. I mean, it's not like there's other things someday. I could be doing to make money. Oh yeah. wait, no. This is more like an investment in the future, Simon. You know, it's true. That's true. Let me tell you then about today's sponsor, because this episode of the Brain Food Show is brought to you by Skillshare, an online learning community for creators with thousands of courses in design, business, and more. I bet they've even got courses on podcasting. I don't have that in my notes, but I'm almost certain they do. Unlike some websites where you have to pay for individual classes, with a premium membership from Skillshare, you get unlimited access. So you can take as many as you want, which is pretty nice. I'm someone, myself, who will jump into a, just a particular part of a class. I'll extract that little bit of knowledge that I need and I'll move on. And there's obviously sites where you have to go in and you pay course by course. And that can be pretty expensive, especially when you're just like, oh, well, I just like part 16B, but I can't access that without paying for the whole thing. Obviously, not a problem with Skillshare. I've talked about some classes I've taken before and I'd still recommend those. Email productivity class from Alexandra Samuel or just generally building good habits with Thomas Frank, who I listened to a podcast interview with him the other day on, uh, I don't even remember where it was, but it was pretty good. This guy's pretty smart, like he was in this class. Check those out. Anyway, join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare. Skillshare is giving away two months of premium membership to help you explore your creativity if you go to skillshare.com forward slash brain food, but only the first 500 people. So spots are limited. Skillshare.com forward slash brain food. After that, if you want to continue, it starts at just $10 a month. I think that's if you just get the annual plan. That's pretty affordable, right? I should say it's very affordable. And two months for free if you're the first 500 at skillshare.com forward slash brain food. Well, now the rest of the episode is just going to be disappointment because, well, we've peaked.
<laughs> with that ad. Yeah, so we're going to move into now some differences between British and American English and not just um So we're going to start out. I could out. keep telling you about Skillshare if you'd like, if you'd prefer. <laughs> yeah. No, there's good that, that, um... I've got optional guy, talking points. The guy we're going to talk about later, who's good okay. doing, who's a fan of the show, who's doing that, that course. It's yeah. not out yet, that's why I couldn't find it. It's still, oh. it's still, uh, it's, it's coming though. But there, we'll, we'll talk about that later. What a slacker. He could, yeah, yeah. he could use that, what was it? That productivity course. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to start out with some different, you know, the, the different spellings and how... So how, in the first place, did British English and American English diverge? And it, happened, it turns out it happened really quickly, um, as we'll get into shortly. Yeah, yeah, and like oh, immediately, okay. immediately, like it's like, yeah, we're not going to do stuff the British way anymore. And it took one of the, like, the, the I don't know, premier American, um, I don't know, would you call him American, though? Because obviously he wasn't American because there was no America at the time, you know, whatever. We call him a British icon. <laughs> yeah, Who are you talking traitor. about? Uh, Webster. Webster, who is like, oh, the, wait, does know. he do the dictionary? Yeah, yeah, this guy. This guy oh, yeah, was the one who. was popular here as well. Oh, yeah. So this guy is the one who, who instituted like the vast majority of the changes are because of him. Uh, even, even why we say uh, Z instead of Z was oh, one yeah, of his. Dude. So yeah. many people were like, Simon, it's pronounced zebra. And I was like, yeah, not in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got like, you know, like the common ones, you know, like in, in eliminating the unnecessary U. Um, you know, du duplicate consonants and stuff like that. And the ER ending, you know, instead of oh, RE and a lot of words. Yeah, man. Yeah. Honestly, these ones are easy. You guys are yeah. right. Yeah. Like color. Why is there a U in there? That's just yeah. dumb. Theater. Yeah. Uh, center. It's not yeah. centra. It's not theatre, is it? Yeah. Yeah, no. So this brings us to to the, the US and the British. You know, they kind of, you know, have their differences in their, in their early going. And uh, so right directly after the war, so Noah Webster, he comes up with, uh, he, he kind of wanted to implement Benjamin Franklin's idea that, you want to read this one because I, I like it. People spell best who do not know how to spell. Which is, you know, true. Yeah, um, they spell it how it's said, you know. Yeah, and back then, you know, spelling wasn't so standardized or so rigorous as it was today. So Back in the good old um, days. So, so 1783, New Nation. Webster publishes his suggestions, the change, uh, changing certain spellings in the Grammatical Institute of the English Language was his work. And get this, he had an appendix in it titled, this is the title, I'm going to have you read it because I don't want to. An essay on the necessity, advantages, and practicality of reforming the mode of spelling and of rendering the ornithology of words correspondent to the pronunciation. Yeah, that's good. Not bad, right? Never, well, yeah. I mean, I read this earlier. That's, a, that's like a page-turning title, yeah, you know, like, it's a thrill it's flying off the shelves. I'm going to um, finish that. I'm going to read that after I finish <laughs> the latest John Grisham novel. Yeah, yeah. so... I'm excited. He, he eventually would translate, transform this, this appendix, this little scholarly treatise, into an actual work, the American Spelling Book. And so this was a, this was a huge hit in America. So it's just a guide to spelling and That's replacing... That's what I'm going to read after... Reading yeah. an essay on the necessity, advantages, and practicality of reforming the mode of spelling and of rendering the ornithology of words correspondent to the pronunciation. Yeah, well, the American Spelling Book was was the was the sequel. So, no. you know, so his publisher would be like, "I think the long title was putting people off." Yeah, shorten it up. So yeah. this replaced the predecessor. Here was Dilworth Abbey Selfa was the the name of the previous like popular spelling guide in America. Uh -huh. So, and Webster's would become for like a century. It would be kind of the gold standard here. Uh, then he published his first dictionary in 1806, and then his first American dictionary of the English language in 1828. So, mm. in in it, what he tried to do is simplify the spelling of a number of things, 
Um, and so this is going to be familiar with uh, like modern American English, basically a lot of the differences. So you had the, the, the U, eliminating the U is one of his, the double consonants, all those things, you know, the RE, what we just mentioned. So he also included a lot of changes that didn't stick, such as he removed the silent E at the end of some words. So like you have the word determine, which has that E at the end, and he, he just got rid of the E and, you know, words like that. Um, then he tried to get thumb instead of the B at the end. Get rid of the Bs. Get rid of the silent Bs. Oh, yeah, Bs. that'd be need, good. You know, That's unnecessary. They don't need to be there. What about that yeah. like K and knife as well? It's not a knife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this Why is, is exactly what he's trying to do. All these things, get rid of the Pneumonia. S and island. Why is there a P there? Yeah, yeah, PH. He, let's stop with the F. In PH, let's just go with F was, was kind of his thing. Yeah. Tons of stuff like that, like uh, also tongue. So you have that ending of the G-U-E ending. Why, why do we have that? Why don't we just oh, spell yeah. it I'm not even sure. I, I don't think I can even spell tongue now. Like as an adult, <laughs> it'll always be one of those ones that autocorrects. Yeah. So all these words with like G-U-E, those, those sorts of like foreign endings, just get rid of them. Like, let's just simplify the spelling here. I, uh, I don't as... know how to spell definitely, so much so that autocorrect constantly changes it to defiantly. So I'll be telling yeah. people how I'm defiantly sure about something. <laughs> and they'll be like, all right, steady on. <laughs> See, I don't know how to spell like any, like if you were to ask me to spell almost anything, I can't do it, but I can type the right spelling. But my fingers Wait, know how to correct spell it. Without. without. My fingers can spell very well, like obviously because I write like thousands of words a day. But like I can't spell very If you were to just ask me, I, mean, I don't know, like yeah. for so many words. It's just I my fingers know how <laughs> to do it. Um, so as you might imagine, these changes were not uh, uh, academics. They don't like change in language particularly. You know, this isn't, this isn't a thing we should do, especially simplifying. Like, why should you need to simplify it? You should be smart enough to be able to spell it the it original. It should definitely be out of reach. Language should be out of reach of the commoners. We <laughs> yeah. don't want those peasants getting all uppity with language, David. Yeah. No um, one likes so, that. But they don't know what's good the, for them. Yeah. Towards the end of the 19th century, the American Philological Association and the International Convention of the Amendment of the English Orthography both decided that they did need changes in English in general, not just for American. Um, so they had both in England and the U.S. were working on it. People like uh, Lord Tennyson, Charles Darwin was was in on it. Sir J. H. W. Murray, uh, Sir John Lubbock. So they they issued they came up with this like grouping of of recommendations to do. But in 1886, the American Philological Association decided it it kind of came up with its own list, that, which basically just adopted a bunch of Webster's ideas is what they really went with, and that changed the spelling of about 3,500 words in American English versus uh, British English. And this started, to, this started to catch on from there, and it was particularly adopted by the wider public by 1921. And then H.L. McKinnon notes there was 18 distinct differences, like broad categorical difference between English um, in the two across the ponds. So again, um, beyond the ones we already have talked about. So also uh, we had the, you know, like we said, the catalog, you know, G-U-E at the end versus catalog mm -hmm. with log. And you would spell it still with the catalog with the G-U-E? Yeah, wait, how do you spell it? I suppose with the catalog, with the log, you know. Just like that, without the UE in the end? I'm the worst person to ask this because I worked with so many British authors that like, I, I'm not always sure what's the American way versus the British hmm. way sometimes. So the on other, the other one, some of these just fall out of, out of use though. Like catalog, that looks wrong. But then other ones like program, we generally spell it because it's so computerized now. Like the yeah. computer stuff, we don't spell it the British way anymore. I also think a little bit the so even on the on the British side, like reading so many articles from American writers, I feel like everyone on both sides is kind of like mingled to like, yeah, that's which one is it? You know, like we yeah. kind of a little more interchangeably than it used to be. So that that actually gets to some of the lists later. 
Um, so it was actually an American, Emily Upton, one of the authors or former authors of Today I Found Out. She came up with the list. Uh, she lives in Australia. And so she was, some of them, like you noted, that that's, no, that's an Australian thing that she came up oh, with yeah. on the list of the difference. And so that, she came up with a lot of the lists. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But mm. the, getting rid of the diphthongs. So it used to be like, they used to have that AE connected, which I, that's not really a thing anywhere anymore, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so that, that was not that long ago, super common in British English. Um, so re just replacing that with simple vowels, which of course, um, British English has, has made that switch as well. It looks cool, um, the A and the E joined together. Yeah, and getting rid of like, so you have like plow, P-L-O-U-G-H, and making it simplified plow. Basically oh. all these recommendations, just making it simpler. Um, Wait, we would of, say plow though, P-L-O-U-G-H. Yeah, but in the US you'd say plow. Ah, uh, sorry, this is, oh, I was confused. I thought this was the English differences as well. No, no, no. Yeah, so it just okay. kind of this, sorry. the simplified um, bunch of things like that. See, what, what are some other ones? Um, we talked about backhoes before, right? Oh, yeah. I had no idea what a backhoe was. Yeah. It's a tractor <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah, a specific type of tractor, but yeah, basically it's a tractor yeah. with a... I was reading thing, a book so. and they were like digging a hole with a backhoe and I'm like, what is a backhoe? Oh, and so uh, also switching the C's and the Z's with, you know, S's, that sort of uh, change. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and so this, all this basically, I included here a, a quote from President Andrew Jackson. I just liked this this quote a lot, so I'm going to read it's that It's a one. damn poor mind that can only think of one way to spell a word. <laughs> I feel like that's, you know, a YouTube comment <laughs> or something yeah, I would yeah. say to someone who's like, oh, yeah, you pronounced it wrong. And I'd be like, there's many ways to pronounce it. Yeah, basically. You feeble-minded fool. <laughs> yeah. In some ways, when only Simon pronounces it. You know, yeah. like, well, but look, you're, dude, I'm the, you know, we're the one making all the videos. So, uh, you know, we're just beginning to control the narrative. It's true. Someone might pick it up and like, you know, because people do. People sometimes write and they're like, hey, I use your videos to help learn English, you yeah. know. So Excellent. Yeah, um, you're helping them out. So um, maybe one day you'll win a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do have that experiment coming up with the Ig Nobel Prize. Everyone knows that's like my secret goal is to win an Ig Nobel Dude, Prize. It's like the I least think... secret goal ever. Yeah, that would be so it up funny. like six times. I have an experiment coming up, which is is going to be another six months or so. No one's answered this question. This is a question that needs answered. That the world needs to know. Have you have you shared the... this yet or not? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want okay. someone to steal it, steal the idea. Yeah. Cause this one, yeah, it is, um, I, I feel like the world needs to know it and it's, it's going to take some time cause it can't be done quickly, but, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm already it's excited. My, it's my gateway to the, I got to get it like officially published though, I think to be eligible. Unlike uh, the tapping, tapping the can, the shaking can one. I should have done that one. Cause then that one was kind of like in the ballpark of what they look for as well. But either it's way. It's not too late. You can still. Dude, yeah, I can still, I still have all the notes and everything. Yeah. Um, either way, that was a good video. It's one of my favorites. Anyway, going to the more broad, like, so you would say, like, uh, so I assume you would say, a British person would say, mm -hmm. I will come home at the weekend. Is yeah. that correct? Okay. So yeah, American would, would never say, it would more like on the weekend, which you uh, could say you could on also, as well. You could say that, I think, I'll come home on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the difference is like the British might say on the weekend, but an American would never say at the weekend. It just wouldn't be something you'd say. Right. Say it yeah, so I can hear it from your, your accent. Yeah, I would come home at the weekend. Like that's Well, then no. you just emphasize the at, so obviously it sounds yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's another one. Uh, he studied history at university. Yeah, right? definitely. Uh, I'd say that. Yeah, but in, in the US, you'd say in college. Yeah. Would be. I, although I say that's one of them I say at university a lot just because I get... We'd say at college as well, though. Yeah. 
his college okay. exists here as well, but it's yeah. not a university. Yeah, most Americans wouldn't say at college or at university; they would just say in college, um, hmm. or or in univer- in the university or something like that. Um, yeah, no, that would sound weird to me. Yeah. Um, so we also have the got. So would you really say you have you got a sister? Yeah, definitely. Oh, interesting. When you've got it here, American English, do you have a sister? It yeah, sounds almost be- like if I was in more polite conversation. Hmm. So I yeah. say, have you got a sister? Do you have a sister? It sounds like I'm being more polite. I guess some I people might say, have you got a sister? But it would be where you would definitely say, do you have a sister? I think would be more here. Either way, have you got time to write this down? Have you? Yeah, I think when you use got like that in America, it almost sounds more like, like what a, like a kid would say. Like a, like a kid, you know? Yeah. Like, I, uh, have you got time to write this down? Do you have time to write this down? I feel like I'd say, do you have time to write this down if I was talking to my boss? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Mm. Now yeah. I'm not sure. That's exactly on all these. I'm like the worst because I'm like, yeah, it all sounds okay. But let's see. So we got uh, she burnt the toast versus she burned. Yeah, definitely burns. You don't burn okay. anything. Burns weird. No, no, we would definitely go with burned. Um, that's what Carl often would write amongst, and we would just say among. Oh yeah, amongst, like amongst yeah. the flowers, among, among the flowers. Yeah, amongst, amongst sounds more a little more uppity. The American la di da. Yeah. Look at you with your fancy amongst. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the gardens, you would say the garden smelt of roses garden versus of roses. we would say the garden smelled. And you. But it sounds almost you the say, same. The garden smelled of roses because we kind yeah. of swallow the end of the word. Yeah. Yeah. You would say also when you're saying garden, you would say more like your, um, like your backyard, right? Like your, your lawn. Ah, uh, yeah. I was wondering lawn. what you guys called it. And then I saw. Uh, yard somewhere else after I'd read these notes. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we would just say yard and a garden so would be garden like where you, you you might have like roses, but it would be like a rose gar- like like a flower garden where that's like predominantly all that's there. Or or a garden would if you just said garden in general and didn't any qualifier, most people would think you meant like a vegetable garden. Oh. Or like, you know, where you're growing food of some mm-hmm. sort. Um like but, but like in a home setting, not like a farm. Um just like a like you have a little you know Yard to me sounds like somewhere a dog would run around some reason i'm not sure if other people have this but like if i you know a dog would run around in a yard Mm -hmm. i don't think that's accurate or true but for some reason that's what happens in my mind but then a garden is definitely you know where the kids play outside so you'd be like go out in the garden and have some fun would be like go outside and play in the yard yeah or you just say go out in the yard or go out in the backyard yeah (laughs) it sounds i don't know why but i just imagined it with kind of like a burnt lawn maybe like a rusty swing set like some, maybe an old appliance or two. It sounds just worse, like somehow. Yeah. But maybe that's just in my mind. Uh, so we would all, uh, so uh, what about, um, she dived into the lake, really? Nah, that's weird. I think I'd say dove. That's a weirdo? Okay. Yeah, I would definitely say dove. I don't know. That one definitely sounded weird. Uh, wetted the paintbrush? No, that's that's like, what? yeah, my grandma maybe would say that. Okay. It's, okay. He wet yeah. the paintbrush, not he wet it. Yeah, okay. This is, I, I feel like it is both sides are sort of converging nowadays just because of the internet. Like we're just, everyone's so familiar with each. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have a nap versus I'm going to take a nap. Yes. Strong preference towards have there. If I said take, yeah. I would feel super, if I said that, I'd be like, whoa, I spend too much time around Americans. Like if I found <laughs> myself, I'm going to take a nap. I'd be like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> You're your own commentary in that one. You're like, quit pandering to the American Simon brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Internal monologue would be like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, a similar. Yeah, yeah so having a bath. a bath versus taking a bath. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then there's also the... Take a bath. 
weird. The, we're going to get into in a bit the, the difference where we cut off in America, you'd say like math, you cut off the S, so instead of maths, uh, instead of math, we're going to get into this one really detailed here in a little bit as to yeah. how the difference came. And this one surprised me because you'd think it was like a, always a thing, you know, like, you know, the British always said math and, and American always said math, but it's not the case on either front. Um, we'll get into that shortly. Um, so then uh, punctuation, you said this is no longer the case where uh, in Britain you would put the punctuation mostly outside of quotes. I feel that's weird. I would definitely not do that. And I don't think I was taught to do it like that. Okay. I do yeah, it. I know. It looks, that looks wrong to me. I know it happens, but if I'm reading a book, it's not going to be like that. Yeah. The weird uh, part is I, hold on, I I'll, grew I'll up. I'll grab a book that I've got here and I'll tell you what it's like. A, a British published book. Okay. Yeah. I grew up actually with the, with the latter, with it like actually using it outside for some reason. I don't know why that was the way I was taught, but... Yeah, as, as I got into college and, of course, writing online, everyone's like, oh, that's wrong, so do it the other way. And then, you know, I just started doing it the other way, and so now, I don't know, it seems fine either way. Um, Carl still does it with the punctuation outside the quotes, usually. Um, unless, sometimes he'll, he'll, like, make it so it's more Americanized in his, in his wording of things, but, um, but yeah. So this is a and book, then, it's got pound yeah. signs on the back. I think he's a British author. Yeah, it's all on the inside. Yeah, cool. That's interesting. There you go. Yeah. I wonder, is it uh, different parts of Britain or different educational levels, perhaps? Like where you're, so like you Carl, saying? he's, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you were more like the higher end education, right? And then, and, and so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's more, and, and similarly over here, because I definitely learned it with it outside and, but uh, so many others, it's, it's inside. So I can ask my sister. She's actually an English teacher. Oh, yeah. She would, de she would know the answer. I mean, I can't yeah, right so now because she's not here, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> some future points I guess. Yeah. Um so moving we're gonna move on now to the different words. So this one the, the most surprising one here was pants. You refer to as underwear. Yeah. And I can We'd say we pants. could say underwear as well. But okay. pants are like but you know, that would more like be tighty whities I think. Okay. Like because I'd say boxes would be okay. like I wear boxer shorts. I don't wear pants because mm -hmm. I'm not eight. Okay. Um, yeah, that one, I'd, I'd heard like most all of these except for that one. It was like, really? I, that, that one has never come up, although we don't really. It's not like we're talking about underwear a lot in articles. So, um, so yeah. Then I, got, I like, like the nap. one sneakers. You call trainers sneakers. And I'm like, <laughs> for sneaking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I mean, I like tennis shoes would be another. No, we don't name. use tennis shoes either. Okay. I was confused yeah. by this. Unless this is maybe just a Simon thing. Because I remember going to like Spanish class and they call them like, that say like tennis shoes or whatever mm -hmm. the Spanish is for that. Or maybe they just called them tennis shoes in Spain. And I'm like, that's weird. Because tennis shoes to me would be tennis shoes. You know, shoes yeah. that you, you know, like court shoes for playing on a tennis court. Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah. Sneakers for yeah. sneaking. Um, so the, the common ones, we got nappy or diaper, trolley versus shopping cart, torch versus flashlight, the boot for the trunk. That's another. Oh, yeah. Thongs. Thongs. Apparently, <laughs> this one. Cool this was thongs. Who wrote this? This. This was. I'm saying. This one was the Australian thing. I think, ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Instead of no. flip flops. Yeah, we don't call them. We don't call them thongs. We call them flip flops. Yeah. Thongs as a type of women's underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So biscuit, cookie, lift, elevator, bum bag, fanny ah, pack. Which are kind of. They sorry, both say kind of the same up. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. We use the word plimsoll. Would be another word for tennis shoes. Okay. Plimsolls. Yeah. I remember now, you'd right. have plimsolls at school. They're like simple trainers. 
for like indoor sports. So Sorry. bum bag, fanny pack, uh, that, that's kind of yeah, describing the same thing. fanny pack. Yeah, basically. Bum bag. Candy floss, <laughs> cotton candy. You would really say go to go to the chemist instead of go to the drugstore? Yep, definitely. All right, all right. Chemists. Boots, drink driving. Chemists. Drink driving versus Well, this driving. is a great one. Like, you call yeah. it drunk driving. What if you only had like a couple of beers and you're not drunk, but you're still driving? Yeah, the drunk, drunk always refers to like intoxicated. Uh, you're at that level of drinking. Yeah, but uh, you can't you can't drink like what if you're an absolute machine? So you can drink like four let's say you could drink five pints mm-hmm. and you'd still be like, Yeah, I'm not drunk, but I'm you know, I'm on my way. But I think I then think you'd it would be more fair yeah. breathalyzer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean depending on the So person you're drink driving, because you're not drunk driving. You'd pass the like like I mean, I, do they do the line test anymore? You know, where they make you walk down the line I, and yeah, stuff? I, I think they probably just do breathalyzer, I would imagine, because why? Right, <laughs> exactly. Because I think, like, okay, this dude who's like a machine, he's going to be able to pass the walk the line test and do the alphabet backwards yeah. and all that stuff. But then he's going to blow like, you're really yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah. I think drink um, driving you, makes more sense on this one. Would you say fish finger instead yes, of fish stick? Fish okay, fingers. fish finger. All right, cool. Yeah. But then um, a fish stick to me would almost be something else. But then I think that might actually be called a crab stick, which is like mm-hmm. a weird, cold, reconstituted fish nastiness that you would be putting mm-hmm. into cheap sushi. And then some of the more interesting fringe versus bangs. For yeah, fringe, hair. definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, I, I had not heard that one either. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Pram instead of stroller. Queue mm-hmm. uh, instead of line. So. Yeah, I was in the US and I was like, there was a queue, a line. For something and i was like are you in the queue and they're like what <laughs> See, like, that one, are you waiting <laughs> that one i think just familiar because of the computer science you know like we use q like, we use q in that way a, a lot you know like oh that's true like on the adobe media encoder which we you know exports all the videos that's a processing q yeah yeah so we we use that a lot in like you know uh, stuff so i that one wouldn't have confused me but yeah so yes and z z and z oh so soccer Soccer and football. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring this one up because I am of the opinion. Wait, did you do holiday and vacation? Because I see it in there. Oh, yeah. Holiday and vacation. Yeah. Because you also use holiday, though, right? Yeah. That's a national holiday. Yeah, to refer to like a a holiday that, you know, lots of people observe or whatever. Whereas vacation is just like if you're going to take time off work and, you know, whatever. That's a weird one. Yeah. Because we don't use vacation. you would just use holiday for all of it. Yeah, but I've started to use vacation in e- emails to Americans because I realized it caused confusion. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So this soccer and football. Okay. When you're talking to an international audience, it should always be soccer. And I know all the you know football fans out there, they are like, no, no, it's the proper name's football. But I mean, I'm going to make the argument for this why it should always be soccer when talking to. Oh yeah, your argument is going to be about the whole history and how we used to call it soccer in the UK or whatever. No, no, but no. Okay, for practical, for practical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because I was like, okay, the historical thing is fine. You're right. I'm going to get into the historical thing. Okay, I'm interested in your practical argument then. But the practical argument. Because I think you're wrong on the face of things. Okay. Did okay. Uh, So. And everyone should refer to football, American football, as American football. (laughs) Yeah, that works too. But. yeah, we'll get into it. But okay. to start the history, why is it soccer? 
Uh, and it turns out this was actually, a, you know, right very quickly after the the sport as sort of the codified rules or the, the beginning of the codified rules uh, was put down. Soccer became the popular term in Britain. And so it was an, initially where that come from association football, um, which distinguished it from all the other forms of football. And this got slurred down to a soccer. And then because that was just a common practice at the time to add or the end of things in Britain. And so soccer then became just soccer. And then that remained the pretty popular name for the sport in Britain until only about a half century ago uh, when it got completely sort of phased out by just football. And so, of course, why is it soccer then? So there are not just America. I think there's still a few other countries, um, not many that still do. But it was basically when when it sort of spread, if there was another form of football that was already dominant or, or quite popular, people just went with soccer because, you know, it just distinguish it. So we already call this one football. Now we'll call this soccer just to, you know, so we're not getting confused. So, talking to a global is audience. Is American football mostly, is your football, isn't it mostly played with a ball in the hand though, like rugby? Well, but you're running around on feet and all that. And it is, it's uh, okay. derived from, yeah, okay. it's then, derived from football, rugby. That's like running handball. Yeah, yeah, it's derived from, from rugby. You know, it's just kind of uh, branched off as sort of, you know, differing rules and, but yeah. kind of, um, that's kind of how it all came about. But, so when you're talking to an international audience and you're an American, if you're an American, and I were to say football, even if I'm, so I'm, I'm calling it the proper name, I'm saying football and, and this referring to soccer, right? Everyone's going to think, all Americans are going to think I'm talking about American football and all international people are probably going to think I'm talking about American football well as well because I'm an American until you give the broader context and then they'll be like, oh wait, he's actually talking about soccer, right? Or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so that, so there's, there's confusion there if I just say football, but if I say soccer, Nobody's confused. International audience knows what that is. Yeah, but the international the audience, audience is far bigger, and you guys can just call it American football when you're abroad. See, but that's that's not uh, what I'm trying to say. Though is it's not about which is right; it's which is less confusing without context. Nobody gets confused by soccer. I'm never there confused. Is, there is going to be confused by football if I just, say football. Yeah. If you say football, most people will think you're talking about you know the international sport. But you might be talking because you're reading. An yeah, American no, script. you, you, you are. might be talking. I feel about that American I have football. to stand up for this, but <laughs> yeah. really, your, your logical argument isn't, there's not a flaw. Yeah. yeah, it's not, I'm not talking about what's right or wrong, I'm just talking about which is less confusing. Like, once you give broader context, then it's not confusing, but just to just say, if I just said a sentence, you know, like, it's just not confusing. Soccer, there's one and only sport called soccer, there's many sports called football. Yeah. Um, so that's, if you're talking about to an intern, like only an international audience, not really American, that's your primary, then sure, say football. If you're talking about only an, an American audience, then of course you just say soccer. Um, but yeah. when talking to everyone, I feel like soccer is the way to go. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's like, oh, we're, we're, uh, what's, what's that? What's soccer? The yeah. only people who yeah. would say that are being purposeful yeah. knobs. Really, yeah. if we're, you know. So, also, it's not something that ever really comes up for me because I have absolutely zero interest in talking about sports. <laughs> I, I, have, I picked that up. That's what I remember um, Scott, uh, my brother Scott, uh, was talking to you once and he tried because he's like a huge soccer or football fan. Yeah. And so he's like trying, he's like, yeah, he, he just kind of assumed like, you're European, you must love soccer. And, we must and then love you were just like, sports, yeah. you're just like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. He was yeah. so disappointed. I know. I'm, <laughs> Someone, I, I am. no one... I am no one here will talk about too. soccer with yeah. <laughs> This is the thing. Yeah. Whenever someone's like, oh, yeah, a British person, the thing we'll have in common, or that, you know, you know they're going to be into is football. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's like now no, people are be like, oh, the thing we're going to have in common, you know, that everyone has in common, or like, let's say, men in their 30s, is a love for the Avengers movies. 
So yeah, yeah. all of those Thanos jokes and all of yeah. this stuff, it'll be like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't have that. Someone the other day, I, was, I made a video and I was talking about sand and how it's incredibly annoying and how it gets everywhere. And then people were like, it's remarkable that you've never seen Star Wars because you essentially quote <laughs> Star Wars, despite the fact I had no idea. But apparently like Luke one Skywalker of the most is infamous, infamous lines in the Star Wars when Anakin does that. Oh, uh, it's not even yeah. Luke. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's in the, the prequels where it is so, this is the most cringeworthy scenes you've seen in any movie and how someone, the actors, who the, there's actually some really good actors, didn't just be like, no, like Natalie Portman, no. I'm not going to say that. That's stupid. Wait, like, why was it how, so stupid? How, he was talking about sand. It's really annoying. No, He's so correct. that's the sand part. It's the whole scene. You really just got to go watch this whole scene. It's the most cringe. Like you literally are like cringing. It was like, ooh, that is the worst dialogue. Hold on, I want to add like, this to my YouTube queue. What's it called? <laughs> uh, just do that. Just is Star Wars the Star sand Wars scene. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's the whole, the whole scene. Just oh, the yeah, dialogue right between there. the two suggestions. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. And it's just amazing that no one was just like, no, no, George, we got to We're going to we're just going to have an intervention here. Um, we can't say that. Awesome. So, yeah. So this brings us to Z versus Z, which we referred to. So why? Why did the British say uh, Z? And it's just because it's from the Greek uh, Zeta. Uh, so and this got made became the old French Zeta and then just down to Z in English in the 15th century. Mm. And so why did the US call it Z? And so it's not the original reason how this started, because in the in the beginning, of course, the the U.S. they called the Z as well. Um, but there's that there's the B, C, D, E, G, P, T, V, and it's just thought there's probably someone along the way just was like Z. It just works. It like it's consistent with all the letters. So um, <laughs> it's like, and now it is. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is, so the first instance of a known instance of this was in Lie's new spelling book. Was in the published in 1677, and they used it as the as the correct way was Z. And then it was Noah Webster, once again. Uh, he gave it his seal of approval in 1827. A Z should be the way we say it instead of Z. And it just sort of caught on. It started to caught on more in mass there. And then the alphabet song, of course, was the one that really like, killed the Z in the in the, the US just because with the rhyming. <laughs> How does that end? end? How, tell me the alphabet song. Uh, so it's just uh, X, Y, Z. Now I know my ABCs next yeah, time. It doesn't, sing with me. <laughs> it doesn't work so well. It's yeah. X, Y, Z. Now I know my ABCs. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It just doesn't flow. So, what? We, did you have an alphabet song? And did it? Was no. there like a? a no. Really? Mm, you just I had to like say, so. um, just write. Well, the, the most thing I remember about learning the alphabet is I really didn't know it for very long. But they'd always test you, and you know that bit where you get to in the middle, and you're like blah 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 L M N O P. Yeah. I had no idea how that went. I was just like, yeah, Elemento. It sounds like a word. So I'd just be like, <laughs> just say like Elemento and then carry on. <laughs> so if anyone that's, ever asked me to write it down, I'd be screwed. <laughs> see, that's the that's the thing in the US. Like every everyone can do it just because of the song. Everyone knows the song. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a mnemonic, nice memory mnemonic to come with. Um, and that actually, because... Um, so well, yeah, hang on, like, I feel children. like I know it. A, B, C, D, yeah. E, F, G... Yeah, yeah, yeah. H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. Wait, did I yeah, miss something? You, <laughs> no, you got it all. Okay, I was going to say it's going to be really funny if you get one wrong because it's going to be like Simon doesn't even know the alphabet. Well, did you like how I just did the L M N O bit? Yeah, L M N O. E L M E N O. So yeah, that's uh, with the with sort of the you know you got uh, online children's education and stuff. The Z has been spreading more in recent years. 
uh, just because of the song and the like various you know videos that have that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a like coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so this now we're gonna get to why do Americans say math and British people say maths, which is just I like how you um, you don't have to say it like that. We're not all being like, what's up next? Uh, what's the next subject? Maths. <laughs> but don't you? <laughs> yeah, we do. You've seen it, it would be like in Harry Potter. Wait, they don't. In Harry Potter, do they take regular lessons? <laughs> I know this is massively off topic, but I never really thought about it. Because I'm she like, does. Uh, everyone... Hermione does. Oh, okay. she takes some math, but it's called like arithmancy or arithmancy or something like that uh, okay. instead of mathematics or math, uh, something like that. But yeah, she's like the only one. Okay. <laughs> everyone else has basic real trouble with like, oh no, I have no idea how much money I have. Hopefully, there's a spell for that. Well, that's the interesting thing because if you really look at it objectively. The, the muggles are so much more advanced. Like the wizards are stuck from like a century ago <laughs> or so crazy. in like every way. And the muggles are just like have these like awesome like the internet and stuff like yeah. this. It's just like, it, yeah. It's just so, like, oh, math. we've got flying claws. We have planes. They are yeah. substantially yeah. faster and more comfortable. Yeah. Um, so uh, math, Earth is math. So Sorry, you'll often yeah, read tension. the... The math lovers of the world will win this. So math was first, right? This is what, but this actually isn't correct. Maths was first, but we'll get into why that doesn't actually matter in a little bit. We'll get into so why this doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but but why it doesn't matter in the argument that one is correct or the other? Yeah. So in the it wasn't until the last half century or so is all when the UK British English started saying maths instead of math. Um, it turns out before that, on both sides of the pond, or, or I should say, before that, they would use both. And then on both sides of the pond, at one point, math and math was used. But that still doesn't matter, as you'll see. So math, of course, is just an abbreviation of mathematics. And this is the earliest instances where just that math period or maths period or sometimes maths with an apostrophe S. So the apostrophe taking place of all the letters in between, oh. you know. Yeah, and so these were all of them. So we got like a so 1847 when W. G. Hammond wrote in his diary. This was uh, one of the early. It rained so that we had a math period lesson indoors. So just he's just abbreviating. And then so we have a lot of people say the first maths wasn't until 1911. Uh, an English soldier uh, uh, and poet Wilfred Edward Salter Owen wrote the answer to maths with a period quests as in question, but he you know abbreviated that as well. Were given us all this morning. So and then so this is supposedly the the first instance of that, but it turns out it actually goes back much further than that. Um, yes, here we are, 1818. So a letter from the Secretary of the War, written by War Secretary John C. Calhoun, and so he writes, I don't know what name do you suppose that is? CHS. Maybe period. Chester. Chester, yeah, sure. Davies is listed as a ASS period, <laughs> so assistant Ask prof. Yeah, yeah, prof, <laughs> professor of maths. Uh, with a period. So he's again just abbreviating it. Um, the next one was 1836, uh, was when Edward C. Ward was a prof of maths. And this one he used the apostrophe S yes, uh, to, to do that. And then we also had, I just like to point these out because it's just like the only thing everyone, anyone would ever remember of this. There's one T.C. Rice and P.H. Worsham in the merit roll of the cadets of the Virginia Military Institute, published uh, sometime around 1854. All it says, and this is all anyone will ever remember of these two individuals, Deficient in maths, um, with yeah. the apostrophe S. Yes. Yeah, poor guys. <laughs> All anyone will ever remember, and then yeah. we'll f forget this, and then the world will be destroyed, and everyone will forget everyone. Yeah, yeah. 
eventually. Yay! Yeah, we'll yeah, like the heat death of the universe or something. Unless coronavirus gets everything. first. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it should be noted here, one of the reasons this doesn't matter, it was to which was first here, is because no one said it maths or math at the time. It was always, if you saw the abbreviation, just like you see the abbreviation for prof, you don't say, I, would, I didn't say prof, I say professor, right? I see the abbreviation, but I don't say it that way. And this was the same type of thing with math. Maths, it's not thought anyone um, spoke ah. it. Not, not just for this reason, but also because just like, speaking abbreviations like that back then really wasn't like a thing until more like the, it was like a 20th century thing like when you have an acronym you didn't say it like you, it to become a word you would always you know say the say it uh, as the full thing or just you know that it was this is more like a 20th century thing we've we've covered that a few times that must have been a, a real hassle quote. when there's yeah. especially super long ones and just yeah. everyone's yeah. saying it all the time and they have really long signs outside buildings <laughs> Yeah, there was a linguist professor. I don't. I didn't include the quote here, but he has a quote on this. Just uh, there was there was some like the first one he ever found was in the late 19th century. There was some something to do with the Native Americans or something where some where there is evidence that people actually said it very briefly, but it was not something that you know stuck around. Um, and then it wouldn't be until the 20th century that that became more of a thing. I think it'd be cool if we started, you know, like Rev Prof. Sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess some people you might say Prof, the Prof. It's slang, though. Yeah, not, it wouldn't be common. So this brings us to why. Why in some cases do people say maths is correct? And so some people will say, the pro-math speakers of the world will say, it's because math, mathematics is plural, right? It's got the S on the end, so it should be maths, right? But, mm -hmm. but uh, mathematics is not plural. And even the people who say maths don't think it's plural because you don't say, my favorite subjects are maths, right? You say, my, my favorite subject is maths, correct? Correct. I would agree. Yeah. And so, and this is because it is, uh, mathematics is, of course, a mass noun. So it's not a counting noun. You don't, you don't, uh, it's like, um, so what, like media or like, what are some of the examples I have written here somewhere that I can't find now? So it doesn't matter. It's a mass noun, okay. uh, not, not counting. I'm already so confused. Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, which is a noun again? <laughs> right. My English yeah, is, is absolutely the... horrible. I have to say, it's, it really is. This a joke. is the thing. So, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, learn Spanish and stuff. And so yeah. oh, this is my, my instructors, yeah, my instructors always tell, she's like, no, it's the, it's the, it's, it's, this is the imperative of that. And I'm like, wait, okay, that's, that's not helping. Dude, like, like, it took me so long to understand subject and object. Like, yeah, Charlie sits on no. the horse. The horse doesn't sit on Charlie. I know I'm not eight, but I still don't get it. <laughs> no, exactly. And she'll be like, this is the preterite of that. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. And that, actually, that one I that one I do know because the the, the particular um, Spanish course I'm taking is that from the Master of Memory, right? They use memory palaces and stuff, which is really effective, actually. And this is where the preterite I know it's the one by the store shelves, like in all the all the words, like he has a store, uh, and okay. then the preterite's always stored on the shelves where you buy objects, right? So these are the preterite. So wait, what is so the I just know? I see. I don't know, but I know it's the one by oh. the store shelves. So I know. So I'll always know which conjugation that is, just but which ones in the which ones on the shelves where you buy things. Like I got that. But what actually preterite means, I have no idea. I've never even heard of it before. <laughs> I mean, if I had to guess from what you, how you use it, it's when you do something like, like, like you got something, like, but like a one-time instance. I just assume well, it's got something I, to do with fighting aliens. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the predator. Yeah. No. Um, so yes, similar. All, to, I see the notes, and all I see is mathematics, 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 maths, maths. Where, where are we? 
See, that's part of the problem is I just started going with it, you know, rather than actually going with the with the structure of the notes there. But no, so you have so you have mathematics, right? It's just a broad field of study known as mathematics. You don't have like there's not multiple. You wouldn't say I have two mathematics. You just say, you know, mathematics and similar, similar like physics, linguistics. And I would economics, say I have get... two mathematics professors. Exactly. But, but that's, see, that's, that's referring plural. to the professors. You're plural not talking about the mathematics. OK. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, it's it's not plural. Um, and so you have like you do see abbreviations of other things like uh, economics. We might uh, abbreviate to, you know, econ. Right. But no one abbreviates it econs. Right. That's or true. linguistics. It would be ling would period and not lings uh, and you know similar i do think the physics one it would be kind of good you wouldn't in that one because there's the extra s you wouldn't know if the s was from the end or if you're just saying fizz but just to call it fizz you know yeah. physics that, one, that one's kind of fun yeah yeah but yeah so the sort of the folk etymology is how we come up with the idea that it was plural even though it was never plural but it is thought maybe this is why people would kept the s sometimes is because maybe at some point people people also thought Oh, this is plural. So when I abbreviate it, I'll have to keep the, the S at the end, even though like if you're abbreviating something and it's plural, you don't necessarily have to keep the the, the, the plurality of it. Right. It doesn't it's not like a requirement. Yeah. But either way, there was instances in the early going that uh, a couple of people did use it as plural in the early. So we have uh, Baldwin and Craddock's Library of Useful Knowledge Mathematics and published in 1836. And he says now the mathematics are peculiarly well adapted for this purpose and stuff like that. But for the most part, everyone's always used it as a singular type thing because it is a mass noun. And here's my list of other mass nouns like music, water, faculty, garbage, furniture, evidence, humanity, and luggage. Oh, yeah. So that's a yeah. mass noun. Yeah. And then something and new so, every well, you day. Have, Today I yeah, you also have, you might say, like faculty or media. Media is one that you might use it both ways, right? People will say it both ways is, the media is sensationalizing the news or the media are sensationalizing the news. Like that's people Ooh, would, yeah, you know, either way, right. no one would, yeah, no one would think that was weird. But mathematics never, people always just say uh, is. Although I don't uh, understand so, what you mean, what media sensationalizing the news is weird. Yeah, that never happens. Yes, unfamiliar to me. So, I do think uh, at some point, the problem is it's not evergreen content, but it, we could make like a news that's just like completely... Uh, you know, like actual not sensationalized. It would never do well because no one would read it or share it. But it would be like, you know, if you want to just completely, this is just the facts of the thing. And, and I mean, some people do say I haven't bought a newspaper and like ever really my whole life. But um, uh, people do say newspapers, you can still get like more of a old style, like a little less sensationalized. Not They're not going for the click. They already got you. You already paid for the newspaper. Yeah. So, I have way. thoughts about this. Yeah. I think it could work if you did it yeah. right. Yeah, it would take a ton of research, though, because even, like... Yeah. Logistically, I think it's not super complicated to pull off. Yeah, it was just whether it would ever be popular, because it's yeah, everyone wants some to, things you to do, sensationalize. It I think it would work. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was basically it. But neither math or maths is correct, because, again, the whole point of communicating... If you say maths, I say math, we both know what each other's talking about. Neither of us are confused in the slightest, similar to my argument for soccer. is Nobody's confused here. Sure. If you want to call it the proper, well, you know, like internationally football, fine. But the whole point is just to communicate ideas and math, math, so neither is wrong because, you know, who cares? They're both just abbreviations from I mathematics. Just, I just, it's functional. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There are actual problems in yeah, the world. Like coronavirus. <laughs> but, you know, comment sections for you, really, because uh, you're British. Like if I'm an American and I'm saying math, no one's going to care. But you say math. People are going to be like, oh, that's weird, Simon. Or if you say math, 
the British yeah, people stop pandering to the Americans. the Americans is the undying <laughs> refrain of my life. God yeah. Oh, interesting Nike, fact. Nike. Yeah, interesting fact. Before math that was, was used as an abbreviation. It's very upsetting. Before math was uh, was abbreviation for mathematics. It would be. It actually was an old English word meant mowing. It's what like mowing a lawn. Well, cutting your crops, yeah, like mowing. Yeah, I guess they didn't mow lawns back in the day. <laughs> like that's just like an insane waste of time. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, does that, that, that help feed my where children? We, where we got the grass fields, like the whole the whole grass lawn thing, ori- originally was to mimic sort of the the um, British and, and European, where they the really wealthy would have those grass. Yeah. Like if you had like a palace and you had that black, uh, you know, grass that would kept cut short outside. So that, that was is- kind of the. This is one of those things. You know, there's, there's so many things that I think about, and it's like, wow, a hundred years ago, 50 years ago, this would have been the absolute height of mega luxury. And now it's something yeah. that it's weird if you don't have. Like, having mm-hmm. a, if you've got a house, having a nicely manicured garden, which is just for leisure, yeah. is like, yeah. wow, that's got to be pretty insane. That, that's pretty great. Or even like now where you got like a, tablet from Amazon like if you get their sale on Christmas that their cheapest like one is like 25 bucks yeah, yeah d- exactly I just and it's like this tablet it's like a like a full-on computer that does like I mean it's not awesome by tab by like top-end tablet standards but it works it's I have functional. a tablet which I just use for I bought it because I got sick of turning my lights on and off from my phone and having to open the app <laughs> so I bought a tablet which I just have it's on all the time and I just use it to control the studio lights because yeah. $25 saves me opening up my app and closing my app like 17 times a day. So, yeah, I have a lighting yeah. tablet. Yeah, it's amazing. Or like old phones, I, I usually keep them because they still work for purposes like that, yeah. you know, rather than like toss them away or like, you know, I'll use them for like the kids' cameras, you know, like if you have like a, you know, baby or whatever, you a camera. I'll just use an old, like an old phone for a dedicated. It's always on. It's always just, I have to say, you know. I normally use my phones until they die. So, yeah, yeah. It's probably because I'm yeah. not the most careful person. Yeah, well, that there's a, it's usually the die for me is always just the battery stops working, you know, well, like yeah. functionally. But at that point, you can just plug it in and leave it plugged in, you know. Sometimes something else. I've sometimes run into it that it, the battery so ruins that it'll plug in, yeah, but it'll still drain all the way down, and then it'll charge back up again. And I'm like, well, that's fine, but occasionally you'll yeah. come across it. Like I use my old phone to be a teleprompter, mm-hmm. like to do the display for the yeah, teleprompter. Yeah. And this problem was happening. So eventually I was like, oh, great. So, and it, it was fine yeah. 90% of the time, but 10% of the time we're going to come to it and it's like still charging. And I'm like, well, I need to record this script now. So then I ended up buying just yeah. a new phone. So yeah. do that. Oh, mm. also mm. going back to the mathematics, it didn't initially, it didn't just mean like arithmetic, like doing, you know, working with numbers. Uh, so around the late 18 or 19th century was when uh, that, so before this, and many fields of study were the were mathematics. So you had astrology, music, arithmetic, and even optics were all mathematics. And right in this, I'm just bringing this up because there's a lot of like um, uh, misunderstanding about. So Saint Augustine advised Christians to steer clear of mathematic guy. Oh uh, no! Stay away from those mathematicians. And so a lot of people nowadays confuse that to like he's meaning like actual mathematicians, like you know. Uh, but he was really just talking about astrologers. Is what he was going for there. Not not like Bit of a mathematicians there. as we would think of it. So, and that is today's show. We do have, there's two more, this one's already so long, but I have two more things I really wanted to talk about with language. And so we're just going to do it in a different episode. Nothing to do with the difference between once we finish the series, because I, I wanted to go 
uh, it sort of expands on some of the things we've already discussed here, but also is super interesting um, on dictionaries and stuff yeah, like that's that. That's cool. So I, I really need uh, that to pee, so that actually works quite well. That doesn't. It doesn't sound super. I'm like, it's on dictionaries. It's going to be super like a thriller. Um, but no, it actually. Is <laughs> I really can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So reviews. Okay. I see an email reviews. pasted in here. Shall I handle that? Yeah. Yeah. Is sure. this from the Skillshare dude or what? Yeah, Jared. Uh, I don't know. Should we say the? I'll just say Jared O. Oh, that's a famous last name for the wrong reason. Yeah. Uh, firstly, thank you so much for reading my comments. Can we, are we supposed to read people's emails that they send to us? I don't feel this is like public. I mean, it's positive. That's and true. Weird, but if someone that's read true. my email Usually that I sent privately, I'd be like, no, that's not. There's nothing controversial here. It's not like okay, just some, let me read it. <laughs> oh, okay, so he's just it. saying um, he's working yeah. on putting his first class up on Skillshare. He'll send us the link when it's first up. It's been a challenge yeah. for him. And he has a newfound yeah. respect for what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard now, but you know how many yeah. iterations? No, totally good. It's pretty yeah. complicated. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Even now we're still perfecting the system, which the new the new flow, workflow you have there on the Trello. Yeah. This was uh, first, way better. Yeah. This uh, I dedicated the first half of this year to basically no new projects and just getting everything optimized. So everything is yeah. now in Trello, which is uh, yeah. pretty great. I tried a competitor who sponsored us. It was worse. Um, so I guess they're not going to be a sponsor anymore. Yeah. Trello, Trello sponsored us once. We should get them back. Yeah, let's get Trello back. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's pretty great. In fact, you, did you hear that buzz? I tried to mute my iPad, but it didn't work. That's a Trello notification right now telling me that a video yeah. is ready for me to check out. How great is that? Yeah. Way. Nice. Shall I do some reviews? Mm -hmm. Facts and banter. Five stars. Whoa, these reviews are all super recent. Do we get that many reviews? Awesome. Yeah. Loads of interesting facts, as always, with the added commentary in a relaxed environment. As an aside, I could switch from YouTube to the podcast, but really prefer the unedited version. I feel the mistakes add something. <laughs> well, at least for me, <laughs> it makes it even more personable. No, this, this time there's no freezing, but there was a hilarious on the last one. There was one point where I knew you had said a joke. Yeah. I could, I, <laughs> you just like completely when it was silent. <laughs> No, there was you. I it was a silent Crickets. for like three, and then and then I just started like laughing because I knew you said a joke, <laughs> and so I, I was kind of waiting for you to come back to make yeah. sure you were done before I started laughing. <laughs> and like, then I started. Ha, 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 ha. It is, it is the awkwardest <laughs> funny thing if you go watch the YouTube version. Oh my god! It's like it's so obvious to me what happened, right? But like when you're just watching, it just looks like I'm silent and then just start laughing, right? Uh, and then you came back and then we continued on, and that is some of the time. Like the joke is sort of like I ignore what Simon says, but like quite often when that happens, it's really I have no clue what Simon said. So I'm just like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, so dude, it's been great today. There's no freezing, not once. I plugged in my Ethernet because I bought all this stuff, yeah. and you were like, Simon, I know computers, it's not it's not the Wi-Fi, and I was like, okay, cool, and I tend to agree with you because the Wi-Fi signal is super good in here. Um, yeah, yeah, you have really in the fast. Ethernet. It totally works much better now. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally, it shouldn't be. You must have like some interference from somewhere. Something's interfering. Some the walls point. are yeah. like this thick. So my yeah, dad, yeah. I can almost see it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, oh I should say who that's from. It's from Shadow Corpse C I think. Moving on. Yeah. Love it. Five stars. Did you choose just five star ones? Or is this just a No, just I just went to the recent ones that weren't were more than like five words, you know? Do you want me to read this whole thing? It's like twenty minutes long. <laughs> I don't know what it's. I, I, I honestly read it didn't as read quick them as I can. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I learn lots of super interesting facts in every episode. It's always fun to listen to. I drive for work in a nasty Seattle traffic, no less, and have been listening to a lot of the videos from a couple of Simon's channels while driving since I love educational content. So I was super excited with this podcast. It started the same type of great content in a better format to listen to while I'm stuck on the road and obviously can't access the controls for YouTube. <sighs> since the single episode of the show will easily last my whole drive. All around love the content, but I especially love the episodes that go off on super interesting tangents about how things are connected to each other in unexpected ways and the stories about notable women since I feel a lot of education providers don't really cover all of these nearly so much, even if there is a topic that's seen covered in one of the YouTube videos. I love hearing it in more depth than freeform fashion. P.S. Shout out as a female listener. I don't know why the numbers are skewed to male towards male listeners, but because the concept is obviously not skewed towards a male audience, so this podcast continues to attract more female listeners. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think you made any mistakes. I made a couple I of mistakes, along. Uh, but I mostly oh, covered them. I think there was one yeah. where it was like talking about TIFO videos, and oh, I felt yeah. like I'd screw up the pronunciation of TIFO, so I just said YouTube videos. Um, so oh, it yeah, wasn't yeah. an exact yeah. read, but. This is actually how I do so many videos. I read them at that <laughs> speed and then I slow it down two times. <laughs> slow them down. Yeah. 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 Pro tip. Was that a good review? I have to say when reading that, I was just focusing on reading, so I didn't really pay attention. It was it was a very good review. Lovely. Um, and also uh, outlining the strengths of the podcast of you do get to bring in all these ideas from other things. Whereas the when you're just doing a video on YouTube it has to be more about this one topic. Wow. Here you can I like, didn't oh, even remember reading that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So that there'll be like a tie-in tangent that can you know kind of interesting and sort of ties you know things and you can expand but some you know the stuff gets cut out of the regular video i don't know Thank i think you. the podcast is better kind of it's i i enjoy i i enjoy, I enjoy it i like more. the freeform stuff man yeah it's it's yeah. like fun it doesn't really feel like work at all i mean my work doesn't feel like work in general but this particularly doesn't feel like yeah. work. thank you kind of bill hobel uh should i do one more this one's yeah, relatively one short so i'm not gonna you know speed read it James James J M Cell Hatton ninety three. My name is James McElhatton. I really want to hear Simon try and pronounce my name, McElhatton. How would you say it? McElhatton. Yeah, I mean sure. I don't know. LOL. James. Yeah, Jimmy Boy. Got that one. McKee. That's what. Yeah, Jimmy Boy McKee. Uh, I've been a huge fan of the show. It's probably less of a fan now. I can't wait to listen. <laughs> <laughs> to each podcast. I live in Northwest Idaho. Uh, Ohio. <laughs> Idaho, unfortunately. Oh. I don't know anything about Ohio, but he's a child of the corn. I yeah. worked at, I work at a feed mill that makes various feeds for a variety of animals. The last episode I listened to compared the thickness of white and brown eggs, and I thought I'd give a little insight from a feed perspective. The more calcium you feed a chicken, the thicker the egg will be. That's why some chicken feeds you'll find oyster shells. Keep up the great work. Cheers. I was wondering what happens back. to oyster shells. Because, like, <laughs> you go to a restaurant, you smash 12 of those, and then you've got a giant pile of shells. <laughs> it's like, where are these going? Yeah. They're making chickens. That's interesting. There we go. That's, uh, today I found out. All for today. we got to work on our wrap-up. <laughs> Leave us a review. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, maybe I won't make yeah. fun of you. Uh, this has been the Brain Food Show. I've been Simon. That's been Davin. That's a that's an interesting one. Would you always say that? I I've I've been because I hear a lot of British no, people I just, saying that. I was that... sarcastically saying it because that's how I hear radio DJs <laughs> do it. I hear British people again always saying that. I mean, is that, is that like a thing? I'm Simon Whistler but... for Dave and Hiskey. Thanks for watching. Exactly. So you got like the. Um, I don't understand the four because you do it in America. It would be someone, someone for someone, someone, which makes no sense to me. I don't get that. Oh yeah, I've heard that. I would, I would just say, like, I listen I to am. Adam Carolla's podcast, and he's always like, "I'm mm -hmm. Adam Carolla for Bull Brian and Gina Grad," and I'm like, "What does this mean?" Yeah, yeah, that, that that all doesn't. 
Yeah. Uh, who is the who's the guy from um, Red Dwarf that plays the robot who is now the host uh, of uh, something charged uh, fully charged fully charged I yes don't remember uh, so he always he always says that I've been and yeah we can't remember his name and that I always thought that was kind of a weird thing I've been like I have been that doesn't make any sense um, oh Robert Llewellyn yeah yeah there we go um, and so yeah I didn't know if you were saying that because that's just the thing British people say. No, no um, being... I was just making fun. <laughs> In fact, I should have said four because yeah. that's even better. It's, it's I don't know, it's super yeah. radio. You could just combine them and be like, I've been four. <laughs> <laughs> that's, us, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. We'll be back soon enough with a new episode. And yeah. uh, thank you all for listening. Cool. I want to be known like in 100 years as the Venerable Simon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>